Well, here we are, another episode. We are changing up our format a little bit, as opposed to our usual two-hour-long episodes. We're going to be switching to uh, some shorter episodes, touching on reviews, news, trailers, and really anything else we want to talk about. Sometimes we'll randomly just uh, throw in a game segment like we usually do, uh, but otherwise we'll be talking about more reviews, I think, as movies start to come out more frequently than they have the last year and a half. So. First episode, I guess, here in the new format, just uh, myself, your host, Carson, and Paolo. So welcome to so the it's show. It's a snack-sized podcast. Snack-sized podcast, sure. Um, so I guess the things we're going to talk about, uh, so we want to do some reviews of movies we've talked or seen recently. Uh, we're going to talk about Tomorrow War um, and I think a few others. We're going to talk about that at the later half of the podcast because we're going to talk about full spoilers for those. Um, but before we get into those, uh, what I wanted to do is talk about some news and some trailers that interested me uh, in the movie world. Um, and we're going to touch on these uh, as we go um, in, in episodes moving forward. So um, I guess I'll jump into it. A uh, bit of movie news that I was actually watching a couple days ago. I was watching a trailer for Steven Soderbergh's new movie uh, called No Sudden Move, which is a, a kind of a... 20s 30s gangster heist movie with Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro the trailer itself is like meh but what interested me is I was watching the trailer and there's like this big fat white guy at the beginning of the trailer and Don Cheadle mentions him as like you know middle class white guy Um, and then the whole trailer goes and you know end of the trailer they're doing the cast and says okay Don Cheadle okay Benicio Del Toro okay Brendan Fraser and I had to go back. Is the and, is the fat guy? Yes, and I had to go back and watch the trailer three <laughs> times to realize that that is actually Brendan Fraser, and it <laughs> made me very sad. So if you get a chance, uh, watch the trailer for No Sudden Move for no other reason than to see what Brendan Fraser looks like in 2021. Are you sure it wasn't David Harbour? <laughs> David Harbour is also in it, but uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser is also... I. I'm conflicted because he doesn't look great, but at the same time, he's working again, and so I'm happy about that. (laughs) Oh my god. You know, (laughs) uh, completely off topic from No Sudden Move, but I I just saw, I don't know if it's true, I really, I'm really praying it's true, but it looks like uh, an interview, it's just a screenshot of an interview of uh, Brendan Fraser uh, for like one of the Mummy movies. And he was saying how like he dressed up as a Nux in a Moon. I also saw that, yes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Arnold Vosloo or uh, Emotep was like facing the other way, and then he turned around, and then Brendan Fraser was walking towards him, dressed as a Nux in a Moon. Oh, what I wouldn't give to see that take. <laughs> I really hope it's true. Oh yeah, like I, I think it was Arnold, what's his face, who was like saying that in an interview. So I, I assume that's oh, totally he? true. Oh no, it was him. Sorry, it wasn't Brendan. No, was it? I swear it was Brendan Fraser who said it. I so I haven't actually seen the interview. I've seen like the meme online of it. So I yeah, assume no, Arnold I mean. was the one saying it. Okay, yeah, I just I yeah I can't remember who it was in the picture, but I mean the internet wouldn't lie. I must be true. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, other Sorry, bit of with... movie news I wanted <laughs> to touch on. Uh, so a couple months ago, or oh, I guess it's halfway through the year already. Uh, but at the beginning of the year, we did our top 10 lists for most anticipated movies of the year. My number seven on that list was a movie called Rebel Ridge, 
which is a movie that was starring John Boyega, uh, directed by the guy who did Blue Ruin and Green Room. Uh, anyway, I was interested in it. Uh, apparently, John Boyega just left production. Um, conflicting stories of whether he's being a diva or whether the whole thing was a, a shit show a la like Josh Trank type situation. So I feel like that's not getting made this year and it's probably not going to be on my top 10 list of whenever it does come out. You think John Boyega is going to have a career after Star Wars? John Boyega is a very charismatic guy and I think he, he can is. do a lot better than Star Wars. So I hope he, um, I don't know if you, did you watch the movie Detroit? I it's it's been on my Netflix list for like a year. <laughs> I'm surprised that movie never got Oscar recognition or anything like that because it was really well done. It has that one guy who the guy with the eyebrows who you want to punch in the face, um, Will Poulter or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he does a really good job in that movie too. Um, so it's like I think John Boyega is a good actor. He's charismatic. He can do better things, and so I'll be happy when Star Wars releases him so that he can do. I, I was looking forward to him in this. Like this is one of the reasons I, I was looking forward to this yeah. movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I I only ask because I I like him too. He's he's very charismatic. He's like the one of the few things that I liked about the second Pacific Rim movie. Um, just him in general. I'm I'm rooting for him, but like he hasn't. I don't know. I don't. He hasn't really done a whole lot since. Did you ever watch Attack the Block, which is the movie he got famous I, on? I did, yeah, yeah. So I, I have hope for him. I mean, he's still young. He can go five years without doing anything and still come back and do stuff. True. Um, and then the last bit of news I wanted to talk about was a trailer that I recently saw that I wanted to mention. Uh, and it's a trailer called, I want to say Titan or Titan. Um, anyway, it's a follow-up there. There was a movie a few years ago uh, called Raw. It made its debut at TIFF and it got famous from someone passing out during the movie uh, because it was a horror movie about a vegetarian who goes to veterinarian school and then becomes a cannibal. Um, and so quite graphic and quite wonderful movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend wonderful. it. Wonderful. It's a, um, her, her journey into cannibalism is like a metaphor for somebody's journey into sexuality when they go to a university or college type thing. So it's a, it's a really different type story. Um, and anyway, so this movie, I have no idea what it's about, but the trailer itself, it looks like a, a Nicholas Winding Refn movie. Uh, if you ever seen like Drive or any of his movies. Oh, okay. Uh, like neon chaos going on, like weird people, weird violence, definitely rated R. Um, so I, this movie wasn't on my radar at all. I saw the trailer and now I'm 100% on board with whenever it comes out. Trailer's definitely written R, so if any of our audiences are under 18, I don't officially condone that, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> They're going to watch it anyway. Sure. I hope, like, I I want people to, to watch more different things. Uh, certainly a better trailer than the Clifford the Big Red Dog trailer that came out, so. I... <laughs> Did you have you seen the trailer? I haven't seen it's it yet. One of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. <laughs> is it like a Sonic? Is Clifford like the the Sonic trailer? It's just bizarre. It's like I don't know who thought that that was going to translate into live action, <laughs> but it does not. Like why why make that movie? <laughs> Name like, recognition, I guess. <laughs> but 
Like, what? What do you go to watch? Why would you watch that movie? <laughs> like, I, I, I grew up. We grew up around the time that Clifford, those books were popular. I, I've never given it a second thought <laughs> until that trailer came out. I do get the business strategy of like releasing a kids movie for people who are young parents, because if you're gonna go bring your kid to something you might as well bring them to something that you know. So I get that. But also, like, uh-huh. as somebody who's an upcoming parent, I would never take my daughter to Clifford the Big Red Dog. So <laughs> I, You never know. What if, like, one day she comes up to you and she's like, well, this would be, like, five years after the movie's released. But, like, Dad, I want to watch Clifford the Big Red Dog. If it's on cable and we got nothing else to do and it shuts her <laughs> up, sure. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of him and it's it's actually it looks like a dog that's just been dyed red. It looks like someone just like played with an Instagram filter on a picture of a dog. <laughs> this is it's so strange to me. I, I don't know. It has John Cleese though, so that's that's that was good. sad. That was uh <laughs> I felt bad for him. Yeah, and oh my god, and Russell Peters. Yep, I'm not looking at this anymore. Uh, all right, well, that's it for me for news and trailer news. Um, is there anything that you saw, like trailer news-wise, that you wanted to mention before we jump to reviews? No, I I mean, starting after your first bit of news, I fully expected to just be silent for the next five minutes. <laughs> that's um, fair. But no, some of that is, uh, yeah, no, that I, I, I was aware of some of the things you mentioned. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm, it's cool. I, I really I am looking forward to seeing uh, Brandon Fraser in action again in a movie that's not GI Joe. Have you seen him in the? Because he's in like a DC TV show where he's the voice of a, a robot character, isn't he? I have no. I I I vaguely like it sounds vaguely familiar. What you're saying, I have oh. no idea what show it is or what character he is. I think though. it's a uh, Doom Patrol is the name of the show. I have not that seen it. Familiar. I hope he's doing well. Man, we got we have so much love for Brendan Fraser on this podcast, <laughs> even though he's like the least active actor. Let's, let's invite him to be a guest on this show. <laughs> he's the only one we haven't. No, actually, we've been kind of mean to him as well. I if I said anything mean about Brendan Fraser, I take it back. <laughs> we'll take we'll take it all back right now, uh, in the hopes that he will join us one day on one of these podcasts. Um, yeah, I don't have, oh, you, when you were talking about, sorry, I I keep going like way off topic, but, um, when you're talking about like random things that people don't know about, um, or like wouldn't really know about if you didn't tell them, um, I just remembered that, uh, um, I watched High Life recently, which is not a new (laughs) It came out in 2018, but it's, uh, um, I'm assuming you've seen it. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson, our new hero. Uh, and uh, I can't remember who else is in it. I don't think it's anyone recognizable except the lady from. She's so like the a, she's daughter, like the older version of the daughter is Mia Goth, who's been in a bunch of other things. Um, oh, okay. And then the older. Uh, which woman or lady. whatever she is, Juliette Binoche. Uh, yes, she's very yes, famous. Her. She's been in a lot of stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. That's the only one I recognized. But yeah, I was just, I, I was thinking that is like the epitome. If, if it had come out recently, that's something I would have uh, expected you to suggest. Because the whole time watching that movie, I was like, Carson would like this. Uh, for those who don't know what High Life is about, uh, it is a movie about sex experiments in space. And one of the guys, so Robert Pattinson gets a daughter that he has to take care of after everyone. Di- I forget why everyone dies at one point, uh, but they there's like a lot fight. of weird scenes. Because like they try to like some of them try to rape each other because they're all like criminals. For some reason, these criminals are being used or like homeless or. I think it was. Yeah, their their life sentence was to be part of this ship where they're experimented on. Yes, and it's like to to reproduce or something. Yeah, like, like learn how to reproduce in space or something like that. Yeah, and, uh, but I thought it was because like the world was ending or something. Like no one could reproduce, so they're trying to figure it out using these people. I don't think the movie cared enough to explain why things were happening. It was just like, oh, hey, it here's a scenario. <laughs> just go. It with definitely it. didn't. Yeah, and then they just all like some of them started killing each other because they were like all super horny and like. <laughs> Some of them tried to rape each other, and then some of them killed each other. And then the witch lady, Juliette Binoche, had, like, this room. Or, like, all of them had this room with, like, a robotic furry sex toy. Yep. This is like... um this is one that I heard about initially because it uh, premiered at TIFF. And I heard rumors of people walking out of it because they hated it so much. And whenever I hear <laughs> about festival people walking out of a movie it immediately makes me want to go watch it because all the people that I stand in line with at festival movies, like they're just so self-absorbed into this film community (laughs) that I'm just like, if it pisses you off, I'm happy. Uh, But it was a little disappointing. It was, uh, it it wandered around too much and it didn't have enough of a story to be interesting. Well, if uh, anyone listening is curious about uh, the, crazy sex space sex movie starring robert pattinson i think you see his butt in it too (laughs) um this is high life is the movie for you sorry again i've gone way off topic going to focusing on a movie from 2018 let's talk about the tomorrow war (laughs) uh how about you uh introduce the tomorrow war for people who are not familiar with it Okay, I'm I'm gonna go pretty quickly into spoilers. Uh, so if you care about the Tomorrow War, we're recording this the day after it came out, so um, it's still fresh in my mind. It's uh, the concept I I like, um, as, although it doesn't make much sense. Um, that basically there there's the people uh, today they get a visit from future soldiers coming through a wormhole one day saying, oh, we're in the middle of a war against this alien species, but we're losing. We need all of you to come and help us fight. Come back and come to the future with us uh, to save the world. And then it stars Chris Pratt as like a ex-military guy turned biology teacher playing his typical Owen Thunderguns role. <laughs> um, and uh, a bunch of other people who do not matter whatsoever. Um so, okay, I think that's where I'm going to start <laughs> going into spoilers. Actually, unless you have any uh, beginning thoughts before I just dive right into it. 
I have thoughts about the beginning of the movie, so I don't know if you're skipping past that. Um, so. No, uh, I think we, yeah, I, I can talk about that. Like, like how beginning are we talking? The first fifteen like first minutes half. of this movie is probably okay, some of the ahead. laziest exposition that I've <laughs> seen in a in a high budget, you know, legitimate movie. Even more so than the Mummy, like the new Mummy. Uh. I guess they're equally bad, but it's it's bad for different reasons. Because like you you mentioned in your synopsis that like you know people come down to Earth from the future and they say, hey, you gotta you know join us and save the world, because yeah. it's just like it goes right from that, which is like a, a really it just feels like a, a five year old directed it and wrote it with like some of the dialogue, <laughs> and then it just skips to like a scene on the news of like okay, it's one year later and we just accepted that and everybody was yeah. cool with it, and it was like okay, I get that you know, this is not the gist of your movie is trying to justify this, but it's like the, the first 15 minutes set me in a mood that I wanted to hate this movie. Um, and whereas if that was done a little bit better, I think I would have liked it a lot more. I think my expectations were so low that I completely glossed over the first 15 minutes. I mean, like they were dumb things. Like you mentioned, like, um, I, I could, it was so transparent how they were setting things up. Like the, the little kid who's somehow for some reason loves volcano ancient volcanoes <laughs> in uh, Chris Pratt's science class. I was like, I'm really curious how uh, ancient volcanoes are going to come back later in the movie. Um, um, and uh, I don't know. It's like they tried to like pepper in like, like you mentioned a, a year later, they're totally fine with it. With the exception being like on the news, you can see people literally looking into the camera and saying, is this good or bad? <laughs> like, <laughs> should we be doing this? Oh, okay, let's just go ahead and do it because it doesn't matter to the movie. And then it gets into like the fun stuff. And then this, like after that 15 minutes is where I start to get conflicted because it's like, like I said, I, I the concept is interesting to me. Not so much like traveling to the future and fighting a war, but the whole thing where I felt the movie was uh, going to focus on was that it's, people like regular people uh and they have to like they're thrust into the situation and they have to deal with it and it, it like it kind of it was kind of heavy-handed in showing regular people uh like especially when they're all in like the constri yeah, conscription area or like they're getting ready to be transported and some of them are like dressed as chefs still <laughs> and there's, there's like a lady wearing a full business suit <laughs> Um, but they I liked have, that like, part. Best over it. No, I like I like like this is this is what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm conflicted because I like that concept, even though it's like okay, it's a little obvious. Okay, but that's fine. I like it. And then jumping ahead a little bit more, there's like a cool part where we're focusing on that. It's like okay, Chris Price leading these regular people, and then boom, they all die. Let's start <laughs> following this uh, regular soldiers now to like generic fighting and stuff like it's we completely get rid of the original people like the only two uh surviving like regular people from that first mission uh he, he tells them okay go over here and i'm gonna do this now <laughs> and then he just it's like a regular it's like a generic uh sci-fi soldier movie which is like I, you took away the coolest part of like what it was gonna be yeah, when they were in the process of killing off two of those characters, I was like, "No, you're not going to do this. Like, this is this is the point of the movie. This is like your your basis." 
yeah. like I like it when movies present something and then go a different direction. But as you said, like the different direction was the very generic soldier movie, which was not interesting because the, the aliens aren't particularly interesting. So, yeah, I mean, they were kind of cool, kind of a little like kind of freaky. That's fine. Not they're, they're serviceable. They do their job, but they're not like going to yeah. hold down the movie on their own. Yeah. But then like you, it, it, uh, it spends a lot of time on like, uh, the, one of the black guys, uh, Charlie, who's like the quirky, uh, nervous, nerdy, uh, character who's like, who really shouldn't be there. Um, and he's like, he's fun. He's funny. He's like the comic relief. And then he's one of the guys who like manages to survive. And then he's just, okay, go, go do this. I'm going to help these people now. And it's, he's replaced by like these faceless, <laughs> like these vanilla soldiers. Like one of them has a name and the other one is Chris Pratt's daughter. And then we start focusing on, oh, sorry, spoiler, spoiler. Um, the, the lady turns out to be Chris Pratt's daughter in the future. Who's all grown up. And um, like, it, it starts focusing on the, like the father daughter relationship which leads to more problems that I have with the movie. Um, yeah. Within the first like, like two minutes of the movie, I turned to my wife and I said, he's going to meet his daughter in the future. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about the movie, but I was like, this is hundred percent going to happen. So. I mean, I, I, I think I'm, I'm happy to not be that smart because I didn't expect that until like right up in I feel I felt like I discovered that right when Chris Pratt discovered it <laughs> in the movie so that was fine but I mean the whole father-daughter thing I think we can get to uh later on in the movie uh because that is like there's certain things with that that I also have problems with and it not just like the father-daughter relationship but like the the way that it was used in the the plot or the story um, I don't know if you have any more, like before we move forward, if you have to. No, I, I like that Charlie character as well. And he had the one moment where I feel like they actually used that concept well, because when they're walking down the stairs and they meet the aliens for the first time, like he's running down the stairs and he's just going like, shit, 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 shit. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, yes, that's what someone in that scenario would be. And it was funny and it was appropriate. And I was like, okay, yeah. I want more of that. And, and then it just stopped. So yeah, I, I was upset that they kind of just kicked him at the curb because he was a good character yeah i mean even the the like the battle-hardened guy like i was interested in him even though he was like a kind of a regular pretty standard action movie trope um like i i just wanted to see those guys continue trying to like do things and then like none of the new guys had any names and they just die right away the next time they go out except for Chris Pratt's daughter, obviously, and then it turns like it, it turns into this like science thing where, um, which is fine. Okay, this, like this is okay. I'm gonna start building the big problem that I have now. Uh, the other big problem with the movie that I had, um, but basically the 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 solution to the whole war is that because they're losing so badly, they need to create a toxin to to kill all the aliens um and they need to like capture one use its blood whatever do tests so they do that and then there's like a whole nice little science montage of them like because chris pratt luckily is a high school biology teacher <laughs> um and his daughter over 30 years became like a, a very like a, a special scientist in immunology or whatever she became the kernel of science yeah, the kernel of science yeah um so like they're doing tests and like 
it's this whole big deal about her having to try to find this um this toxin um and then like the whole idea is that she's going to give it to chris pratt he's going to go back to the past they'll mass produce it because they have more resources there and then they, he comes back to the future and uh gives them the toxin so he can save everyone in the future and this is where it starts to lose me like even though i enjoyed the concept this is where the concept itself starts to lose me because or maybe the story more so the story because like why is it such a big deal that she has to give him like why does it why is it such a big deal that he has to bring the toxin back to the future when they can just create it in the past and then they get ready for the aliens and then none of that ever happens that was my understanding of what happened no but it it is she was saying that like okay our future is going to die you take this you know, toxin back to the past and then none of this happens. And so let us all die. But, oh yeah, but his whole thing was like, no, I like, I want to find a way to like save you now in the future. And it was like, but you, you have, you, you have your daughter in the past. She's like, she has a normal life. You can save that, but you want to stay here and like try and fix everything after everything's been destroyed. And then, I mean, he ends up going back anyways because, like, the base is overrun, but you don't really care because there's no one on the base that you know or care about aside from Chris Pratt's daughter or future daughter who who also dies there. Uh, kind of sad, I guess. If only you had a few other interesting characters that you could have <laughs> had along for the whole movie. That would have been more dramatic. You, you had the other black guy who apparently knew uh, Chris Pratt's daughter. Um <laughs> Soldier yeah, guy. that guy was just like random guy who you're supposed to care about now. Is he just he? You needed someone else with a name, and I don't even remember it. But anyways, he goes back. He brings the toxin, um, and then this this is like kind of strange also. But they they do him and his wife, Chris Pratt and his wife, like they do some detective work about like where oh where did they figure out one night in his daughter's room like oh the aliens came from here they were already they were in Russia somehow um and then they they bring his dad and then the two surviving guys like the 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 interesting ones from who went to the future with him now i'm getting confused sorry they they basically a bunch of them go to russia to find the the aliens because they're like they were on a ship that crashed in russia and then global warming thawed them out and then that's when they like destroyed everything um and this is my my next very very big problem with the movie. They made such a big deal about the toxin, and then they go to the ship and then they blow it up with C four. <laughs> <laughs> they use the toxin on like five of the the aliens, and it's like, oh, it works. But then they all get out, so it's like, oh, we need to have a big dumb fight. And don't say anything about Rogue One, Carson, because I know. <laughs> um, so I want to go back a bit in the plot. Oh, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so the scene that you were mentioning when him and his daughter are finding out there's like this big, you know, th- there's a big action scene where they have to get the toxin out and then the daughter dies as he, just as he's going back to uh, the past. I, I was watching this on my computer. I, it was in the morning. I, I was like, okay, end of this dumb movie. I can finally be done with. Uh, <laughs> I kind of moved the cursor a little bit and I see, Oh, there's another like hour of this movie left. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like this is like an hour and 45 minutes in, and I was like, where are they going with this? Like, this is this is the end point. Um, so, well, I mean, way too a bit long. Of surprise there for you, right? 
Uh, it, it's, it's way too long, but the last 40 minutes is the part I liked the most, so I don't know how <laughs> I feel about that. Uh, but anyway, go on. I mean, it's it's aesthetically pleasing because it's like it's cool, but I I just it it, it just kind of it took me out of it a little bit because um, again they the the characters that you do know and do care about they go to find the ship and then the the toxin works but then the aliens get out because they were like in hibernation in cages whatever and then they just end up blowing up the ship with C4 so it's like oh okay i guess we didn't need the toxin and after all and then the last alien that chris pratt and his dad have to hunt down um he just he like punches it to death <laughs> Yeah, and they use the toxin on it, and then it just bites its arm off to prevent the toxin. Yeah. Uh, but on that note, uh, so Chris Pratt's father, played by J.K. Simmons, who does a fantastic job in the role, he's like way overacting in a good way more than this movie <laughs> deserved. Uh, but I wish they had more of that. Um, they also, so speaking before, when I thought they were going to set up something interesting and then did nothing with it, they did that again with Chris Pratt and his dad. Because they set up this whole thing where earlier in the movie, uh, it's revealed that like his dad was a Vietnam vet, and after he came back from the war, he had PTSD, and he kind of abandoned his family. And then in the future, Chris Pratt's daughter reveals to him that, hey, after this, you go back and you do the exact same thing. And I was like, oh, there's there's something interesting there. There's like drama. There's like something you can learn about PTSD. And then they just do nothing with it. Yeah. He just so. goes back. Like he, he looks at his daughter a little bit. He's like shocked. And then he's like... Oh, the aliens are in Russia. Okay, forget about this. Let's go here. So I mean, yeah, no, I I agree with that. And like J.K. Simmons, I was I was actually worried that he was going to be out of the rest of the movie after like Chris Pratt left him back home, and I was I was pleasantly surprised to or no, as soon as he as he was like, we have to go to Russia. How are we going to get there? I was like, yes, J.K. Simmons is coming back. Um, the other thing I want to go back and talk about is Chris Pratt as a biology teacher, uh, where I was getting major flashbacks of Mark Wahlberg in The Happening. <laughs> he's like, come on, guys, science is cool. That's and mean. <laughs> it, it also reminded me of The Rock playing a uh, animal doctor biologist in Rampage, where it's just like, <laughs> this guy is not that guy. You're a good actor, but you can't pull that off. Well, in that one, he didn't like. They didn't even try to make him that character. It's supposed to be like he's like we we know he's like big and like everyone's gonna love him, but let's just make him not care and like only care about animals. So it makes sense. But then the Mark Wahlberg in the happening, like I I kind of I I feel like I should defend Chris Pratt <laughs> from that. It's not that bad, um, and I am conflicted about it because I do like that they're putting science in these big dumb action movies of like hey let's <laughs> let's use the the geeky kid in science class and he can help us save the day with his knowledge so i'm like okay yeah that's cool you're promoting science but you're not promoting realistic science <laughs> i did i did appreciate that yeah like i mean as long as it's science science is there somewhere because they keep flip-flopping after because it's like okay we'll use the toxin again oh it bit its arm off okay uh, let's just punch it again. Oh, uh, let's. He, I have more toxin. Let's use that now. And then, 
It's okay, just it kick it off a cliff and it explodes, so it doesn't really point. matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's a start. Like, it, I think it's, I, I feel like this was the big, the first big blockbuster, quote unquote, uh, of this year. Yeah. Right? Like, this was the first one that I, maybe it's just because I follow Chris Pratt on Instagrams and he's been posting about it, like, incessantly but this was the first movie that i had seen like like hype about kind of hype about um because i i mean like we're a quiet place part two something that i was looking forward to and it was on my top 10 that i was looking forward to this year it came out and i didn't realize because i heard nothing about it um and like a bunch of other like wrath of man that we're going to talk about um those who wish me dead like those are smaller scale but like still like i have i heard absolutely nothing the only other thing that i've even seen a trailer about is probably black widow and even then that doesn't f- even feel like that big of a deal i think it um surprises me a bit of like how much movie advertising i was get by being on the subway every morning and like being out in the world seeing billboard <laughs> like physical advertisements which is like I'm not having any of that interaction anymore. So is it is it because they're not promoting them or is it because they're promoting them and it's not reaching me? Yeah, yeah. I think this would be a good case study for uh, some marketing execs. We should... Uh, hey, if, uh, if, any, if any of them are listening, pay us, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you feedback. Um, but I guess my final thoughts on Tomorrow War are there's probably four interesting movie ideas in there and you didn't have a chance to do any of them. If they had focused on one or two of them could have had like a solid sci-fi movie, but as it is, and we've even mentioned the whole alien and predator, like ending thing that they teased, um, which is like a whole other story that they've set up, but it's like, yeah, just oh, yeah. narrow it down, focus on your story and it would be, it would have been better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still, it was fun. It was entertaining. I, I liked it in the same way that I, in a similar, not sorry, not the same way, in a similar way that I liked Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Obviously not that extreme, but uh, I just, I really wish they would have stuck with the whole like regular people st- uh, theme. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, good, good job, characters, Chris good actors. It was nice to yeah. just see a, a new movie, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, after watching like a bunch of like smaller things, I think I was I was happy. I I I had been missing like a a really big dumb movie for a while, so I think this like this fit the bill very nicely for me. We I, and I mean that in no way as like an insult to <laughs> the Tomorrow War. Um. All right. So I guess we're not going to talk about other movies in as much depth as that, but there's a couple others that you wanted to mention um quiet place part two you wanted to touch on i mean <laughs> i feel like i feel obligated um oh jesus obligated to uh to touch on that one because it was on my top 10 my anticipated top 10 movies i was a little disappointed um you haven't seen it have you i have not seen it and i do not right. intend to well <laughs> if it's sitting on netflix one day maybe i'll watch it yeah i i was kind of expecting it I was kind of expecting to enjoy it more 
uh, even though I knew that the first one would end up being more clever, and it was. Um, just because, like, the first one was setting up all the, like, quiet things. Cool. Um, second one didn't really do anything else with it. It's like, let's do all these other things, but also we have to be quiet. And they weren't really. Like, they were just, they kind of did away with the whole quiet thing. It's like, we can whisper now because we don't want to do, we, like, we don't have time for everyone doing sign language. We're bored of that now. It's like, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> Um, it's just, it was like a pretty standard, like, uh, thriller, I guess. And you just end up really hating the sun. I'm not going to spoil too much. I know that you don't care, <laughs> but I'm just going to purposely not spoil that much. Um, you end up hating the sun because he does every single dumb thing in this movie that you could possibly imagine. Um, he causes all the problems. Um, Killian Murphy does a good job. The daughter does a good job. Um, um, Jimon Hunsu is is nice to see for five minutes, uh, but then he oh he's not does... a I assumed from the trailer he was like a bigger part of the movie. I had hoped that he was, but there's no bigger part of this movie. <laughs> um, it's just it, it just it's it's about the the daughter trying to um, uh, find a way like like you know how she found out how that her her uh, hearing aid like if it's amplified it can mm -hmm. uh, help kill the aliens it's like trying to get that information to like more people so that they can use it she um it, it picks up right after the ending of the first movie um and then at the end she finds like this colony of people jimon hunsu is like the leader and then they have a radio station and then they just end up they they kill the they, I mean, they they kill a bunch of alien thingies. Oh, and um, they uh, sorry. One last thought on that on on the movie. Sorry, not the thing I was just talking about, but in the trailer, I remember specifically about like Killian Murphy has a line where he's like, "You don't know what people are like now. Like they're not worth saving." And I thought that was gonna be a huge thing. Nope, <laughs> it's like a sequence of like thirty seconds. Yeah, I assumed he was going to go bad and something weird like that. But it, from plot-wise, it seems like pretty standard post-apocalypse fare where it's like, oh, here's a destination that's safe and we got to get there. Yeah, and it, it's like, it just removes the cleverness. Like, it's it's the same thing without the cleverness, which is, like, unfortunate. Sorry, the cleverness of the first movie. So um, basically what I thought of the first one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of movies on our top 10 and most anticipated list that were disappointing, uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead was number six on my list. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, Those Who Wish Me Dead stars Angelina Jolie and Nicholas Holt as like a couple of assassins are after a boy and the boy has to be protected by a firefighter. Um, Angelina, so it's not bad. Angelina Jolie, I do not for a second believe that she's a firefighter. <laughs> uh, because she's like the skinniest person in the movie, uh, but she it's... looks very dainty. Yes, she looks very dainty. I feel like there's a like more they could have done with the character there, and like the movie is supposed to revolve around her character, and it really doesn't. Whereas like uh, Nichols Holden, Aiden Gillen, who played the uh, assassins who are after the little boy, are much more interesting characters, or at least and like the charismatic worst assassins of all time. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
but it's like i felt like that was a really cool concept and directed by taylor sheridan who did wind river and wrote sicario and did like hell or high water did a lot of good stuff but just not enough meat on the bone for that movie it wasn't bad like there's no part of it that i was like okay this is a bad movie it just there wasn't anything for me to really appreciate there i think the the highlight of the movie was just um uh the wife the the shane's shane from walking dead um sheriff his wife his pregnant wife was like the biggest badass of the whole movie um i was watching this movie with my pregnant wife and knowing (laughs) taylor sheridan's like uh likes to do violence i was like oh no because my (laughs) wife was watching this and i was like this is gonna end poorly and i was so happy that that did not happen spoiler alert but someone has no idea right i as soon as she came up i started preparing her because i was like (laughs) i don't want this to be a surprise to you but there's probably going to be a lot of violence in this movie at this character probably (laughs) um so it was cool that she ended up being a badass yeah yeah because i was like i was very worried as well like not for the same reasons i just thought like there's no way she can get out of this and then luckily the two assassins turn out to be complete shit and but at the same time she's amazing uh and like makes a fire uh a flamethrower out of a bear spray and all this other shit and she kills one of them Mm -hmm. um like, but yeah, no, is is cool. It's pretty standard as well. Um, yeah, I can't really remember anything. Oh, um, and you already mentioned it, but like Angelina Jolie, like they did. I feel like they did try to like give her all this backstory and like show that she is like this crass, uh, rough, like gruff fire forest firefighter. And just like everything that she's doing, all these like crazy things, like she's getting drunk and she's like uh, doing the parachute thing off the back of the pickup truck. But she, the whole time, she just looks very like fragile. Yeah, and it's like she jumps off a tower while it gets hit by lightning and crashes down to the ground. And I was like, there. And and this is based on a book. I assume the book goes way more into her character than what they did mm-hmm. in the movie. And it's like I just there's a lot of other people who could have been in that role and played it a lot better. And Angelina Jolie's not a bad actress. She just, I feel like that's a stretch for her to play that role. Yeah. I mean, she, she does as much as she can mm-hmm. with it. Cause like you said, she is a good actress and she does a good job. It's just like looking at her, like yeah. the eye t- she doesn't pass the eye test. Um, and, uh, but she, she does a good, like, especially with the, the relationship with the, the little boy. Mm-hmm. That was, that was nice. They were nice together. Yeah, it's not bad. If you got uh, nothing else to do, you can turn it on and <laughs> which, kill some time. Which we haven't had. <laughs> um, there was one other. Wrath of Man. Wrath of Man. Wrath of Man is uh, it's a, an American Guy Ritchie film, is how I would describe it. That's my, that's my four-word review. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. So, uh, for those who aren't familiar, Wrath of Man stars Jason Statham as like uh, somebody who becomes like a cash truck driver um, on some type of revenge tale that I really don't want to spoil too much because it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> I would say this is uh, not a lot of competition this year, but one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, one, the soundtrack is great, kind of sets a tone for the whole year. Um, Guy Ritchie, you know, it's 
not his typical type movie because it's more serious and kind of you know dramatic tone than like more goofy type movies that he's done in the past but he does it well jason statham looks old for the first time (laughs) that i've ever seen but he does a great job in the role supporting characters are meh i feel like that's where uh guy Ritchie had better access to british talent than kind of fit the type of side characters that he wanted to do and didn't quite get those castings in this world but otherwise really good movie really good action highly recommend I don't know if I want to add anything. <laughs> um, I was surprised you mentioned that about the the soundtrack. At least that uh, I don't really remember it, and that's it, usually a big thing for me. At first, I thought it was just a straight ripoff of the scene in Sicario where they're going across the border into Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's basically just a ripoff of that for two hours. But I still it it worked. Like even though it was kind of like oh this worked in the movie, let's just do it here. I still felt like it made the right tone for the movie and I liked it. Actually, I think I do. I do remember it sounding familiar. I think it's just been a while since I watched it. So it's a little foggy on the, on the details. Um, yeah, but the only, um, what's it? Uh, Scott Eastwood makes an appearance as, uh, as like the main, the main villain. And I don't know why, but I don't like him. <laughs> I was going to say the complete opposite. Uh, well, not the really? complete opposite, but I feel like he's done terrible roles in the past. Like, he's just such a boring, generic, like, good guy character in the past. And, like, this yeah. role is a complete departure from what he usually plays because he plays kind of like a twisted, crazy bad guy. And I, I just guess, feel like yeah. he fits that role so much better than I've seen him in any other role in the past. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, I, I guess I can, I can agree with that. Um, I just, I, cause I was stuck on like him in the outpost where it's supposed to be like this, like true to life, uh, drama, action drama. And he's like, he's trying to be like dirty Harry. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I get, I think that like that type of attitude or character fits well with what he was doing in Wrath of Man, or what he was supposed to be doing in Wrath of Man, and what he did. So yeah, uh, yeah, okay, I get, you've, I, I stand corrected. I, I hope he takes on more roles like that as opposed to doing what he was trying to do in the past. <laughs> well, what else was he trying? He was also in Pacific Rim as Mister Clean Cut by the Book. He was Yeager trying to be pilot. like good old American action hero, and he <laughs> yeah. didn't have the charisma to pull it off. Yeah. Good old American American. So his dad got rich off of being cast in a movie where the director wanted somebody who was just a blank slate, which is the the good, the bad, and the ugly trilogy. Uh Sergio Leone. Like he didn't cast him because he thought Clint Eastwood was a charismatic leading man. He just said, I want a complete blank slate as a main character. And that's how Clint Eastwood got famous. So I didn't know that. I still have to. I have that on my list, um, uh, on my ne- Netflix list as well, and it has been for a few months. So. Uh, oh, you shit. should watch the the first. You should watch that trilogy as a whole. I I, I, I am. Yeah. I, I intend to. One of my favorite trilogies of all time. All right. Well, there's another uh, recommendation for all you out there. 
Uh, we've uh, we've touched on everything. We've jumped forward and backward in time. Tomorrow war. <laughs> Boom. Uh, we've uh, failed at our goal of having a half hour episode. Uh, so we will. You know, we're making progress. We're from an hour and a half down to 45 minutes, and then maybe next episode we'll get it down to half hour. No, they want to hear us talk more. Sure. <laughs> uh, any, I guess, end off with anything you're looking forward to coming out? Oh, shit. Um, are you? <laughs> uh, Black Widow's coming out in five days. Legitimate blockbuster. Uh, <sighs> I mean, yeah. it's... I'm much more into Marvel these days for whatever reason, and it's got Rachel Weiss, it's got David Harbour. I'm all Florence Pugh. Yeah, she's um, also a good actress. Who, who I also like. Yeah, she's in that. I am looking forward to it. Um, yeah, Space Jam is also coming out. I'm getting less and less excited about it as the days go on. Um, I hope but, that's free. Uh, Otherwise, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> you're not going to watch it at all. Like you I'll watch it when it's free. It's gonna be it's gonna be free upon release. I'm not sorry. I'm not condoning stealing movies. <laughs> Do not stream illegally, everyone. Wait, how are you gonna see? Wait, where will uh oh HBO Max? Space is Jam is on? gonna be on HBO. It's gonna be on HBO Max. Probably not gonna pay for it. I'm probably just gonna wait till it comes out. Uh, LeBron ah, is not struggling for money. So yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough one to justify. <laughs> also, you can't get out HBO Max in Canada. You have to get a whole Crave subscription just to have the privilege of paying for it. I know. God damn. Um, okay. Well, uh, I don't. See, there's that's pretty. It's pretty much it. Uh, Fear Street. <laughs> that's uh, Green Knight the... coming at the end of the month. Oh, that's far. I am looking forward to it. It's on both of our lists, right? I think that was yeah. the only one. Yeah, I'm not going to drag this on anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what we're looking forward to. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and tune in again next time.